gentlemen, this is the main event of the evening. And now, it's Welcome everyone to the Circle of the Main Championship on the line and EYR MMA Podcast, the best MMA in Southern California, ladies and gentlemen. This is the host of the biggest one I've ever seen, the moderator, as a matter of fact, because we have the host is back now. He's finally back, the director himself, because he is the one running the show, but you know, he's out there touring for all of you guys, you know, crazy music <laughs> and rocking the world out there. So that's you know, rocking the shows that's right, because he rocks out with his, with his cop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does that. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. The director, Chris Kelly, ladies and gentlemen. And, of course, I have the minus of pain, the pain that brings to you not only just boxing, MMA, but also pro wrestling as well. Richard and Alex Mares from Championship on the Live podcast. And the, and the one that brings that rage in that cage for you. The phenomenal coach himself, ladies and gentlemen, the founder, the CEO of EYR Division, ladies and gentlemen, Coach Rage. Hey, what is going on? So I'm going to let the coach take the floor, and as he's going to go ahead and open the show with an intriguing and an interesting story he has to tell. So take it away, coach. All right. So I hope everyone in the audience knows. I know the, the uh, four of you know. MMA used to be illegal in most of the country, most of the United States. Um, in the early 2000, late 90s, early 2000s, MMA was banned. It was illegal. Um, MMA only became legal in California in 2006. It did not become legal in New York until 2016. Do you guys know why it wasn't, it was illegal for so long in New York? We do, but we wanted to hear you tell the story. Well, I want to, I want to know what, what do you think, Chris? Why, well, why was it illegal? The, uh, the food guild of chefs and cooks in New York are basically the mafia and Dana White wouldn't succumb to having him hire the unions to work his casinos with the Fertitas, and they basically just unionized to kick all Fertitas out of, um, I mean, they kicked them out of the Palms originally, but now also New York. So it wasn't until um, the guy in charge of that commission basically got fired for being corrupt and then replaced by somebody less corrupt that they were able to get it legalized. Okay. So that's, uh, that's actually, that's not the official story, right? The official story is kind of that. I thought that was the unofficial story. <laughs> What's that? I thought I thought that was the unofficial story. That is pretty close to the unofficial story, but All right, uh, I'll, take it. I'll take I'll take it. So, um, two things that I don't really like talking about uh, is PEDs in MMA and LCN in MMA, um, but. They are 
pervasive. Uh, LCN, La Cosa Nostra, this thing of ours, the mafia. Um, America, like, yeah. Like. So, you guys know what a dry county is? Like prohibition, like it's no alcohol yeah. at all? No alcohol. Yeah. Right? So th there's dry counties it, throughout the south of the United States. Uh, why are they dry? Why is alcohol illegal? Why can you not purchase alcohol? Why are there no bars? No. Don't know. I actually, I, I don't know why there's not, I don't know. Not since the forties, so I have an answer to that. Okay. So religion? Still, still to this day. So there's, there's the Baptists that mm. for some, for some counties, they are predominantly Baptist and they, that's just, it's a religious thing and that's what they choose. But for many, it's where the moonshine is made. So if you've got a strong, strong black market that's been there for generations, you don't want corporate and legal competition. And if, if it's a local government, then you protect your constituents and you're usually, hell, you're usually corrupt. You're usually doing the, the illegal black market stuff too. So part of the reason that New York was so late to become legal for MMA was because there was such a strong underground black market fight scene. And back in the day from oh. 1997 to 2001, uh, I was one of the pioneers of that fight scene. <laughs> I fought bare knuckle, no holds barred, uh, mouthpiece cup, very limited rule set, all illegal and all mostly set up or dominated by one of the, the, the major families of New York. Uh, so it was a very strong underground fight scene. Uh, and there's a, uh, a docu-series on ESPN Plus, I think, and it's called Bad for the Sport. Uh, you guys familiar with this or no? Nope. Okay. I watch ESPN Plus, and they're not, they're not advertising it to me yet. Okay. Um, I think it's on ESPN Plus. It could just be on. I don't know. I don't know. So, <laughs> one of the one of the episodes is about a a hockey team. It's on a, I'm trying to find what it's on. Is it called Bad for the Sport or just Bad Sport? I'm not sure. Okay. Um, there's something called Bad Sport on Netflix. I can find out what that is. That might be it though. Yeah. Well, it could be Netflix. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, follows six stories of sports and crime told by athletes. Yeah. That looks yeah. Cool. Okay. And and one of them is about the hockey team called the Danbury Trashers. And the 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 family that uh, that was connected to the Danbury Trashers was also running the underground fight scene. 
So there's a, a direct pipeline or direct connection between New York City and Danbury, Connecticut. So the <laughs> so the uh, the underground fight scene that I was active in. Glover Teixeira also fought in, in Connecticut. And I, I fractured my eye socket and retired from fighting in 2001. And Glover Teixeira is 10 years younger than me. And he started fighting, I think in 2002 or 2003 in, we just called it the show. Um, but, uh, there's other names for it, ring of fire. Um, but yeah, the, the, the official underground fight scene. Um, so that's, uh, that's my story. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And what I want to thank everybody for that. Cage Mines Q, of course, our brother, Miles Heath, and Josiah Brendan Jones for tuning out of the show. So I'm going to go ahead and the host, take it away. What's going on? Missed you guys mostly. Um, good to be back. <laughs> USC 275, I think, is one of those sleeper pay-per-views where a lot of people are looking at the card. And they're like, uh, why would I spend 70 bucks on a bunch of fights of people I've never heard of? Every fighter you've heard of has been a fighter you've never heard of. And I think this is going to be one of those cards that people are going to wish they bought or got a hold of somehow. Um, I love when I, even as a hardcore fan, don't know everybody's name or am not familiar with everybody on the card. Um, but by watching them and doing shows like this, that's how I get familiar. Um, we have a five-card main uh, five fight main card, two title fights. Super excited for almost every fight on the main card. Well, I'm excited for all fights until they're over with. Let's say that. Um, I don't know what to be excited for on the undercard because the only name that I recognize off the top of my head is Jake Matthews, and he's a bit of a badass. So that's something I'm looking forward to. Um, we are bringing back the clock because we got five fights and five people. That's 25 fights to talk about, and I think that's fair. Obviously, Coach is exempt from that because he knows Blake Troop and uh, lives near me. And I here <laughs> for my life, you know. So. <laughs> All of our picks will be made on Tapology. We are going to um, lock those in tonight, and then we are going to review them next week to see who is still or new Tapology picks champion. Probably Alex, but by Alex I mean Richard, and uh, I'll be taking that title. <laughs> regardless so cool who's who's <laughs> currently uh who's me currently... it's currently me i'm the champ okay i'm thank the you. champ <laughs> cool i have the card pulled up right now first fight of the night is jack de la madalena versus ramazan Emiv. um uh, let's have alex go first how's that feel buddy yeah all right. Uh, <laughs> very excited. I'm very excited. Was it prepared? But okay. Uh, I, you yes, here. No. You your notes. All right, man. Well, I you got, got notes. I freestyle. See, the Richard got notes. Richard got notes. Oh, yeah. I'm ready. I'm already. Dude, my notes are 20 web pages pulled up all at the same time and just bang wow. into it. <laughs> all right. Uh, you guys think you're all hot because you can read and shit. <laughs> CTE will never oh happen. To I don't think Richard can win too low a fight. Oh, thank you. I don't think. Oh, that's great. 
<laughs> hey, Bisping won the title at 40 in uh, his fight IQ. I'm just kidding. Yeah. Right. Oh, and yeah. you have one minute with the Madalena and me fight starting now. Uh, starting now. Cool. Uh, yeah, I don't really know too much about Jack. Uh, I just know he came from the, from the Contender Series, and then he had one fight since then. Uh, so, you know, don't know too much about him. I know he's, he has a he's eleven and two with a lot of finishes, and uh, you know, Ramazan is a veteran. And I think people kind of sleep on him. He's had a lot of fights in the UFC and had some really good wins and some good opponents. Um, again, I'm just gonna go based on just experience. I'm gonna go with Ramazan on this one. Uh, I think he gets it done. Um, I think it's a unanimous decision for Ramazan. I'm going to go with him. Cool, cool. Beautiful. Second fight of the night is Rogerio Bontorian versus Manel Cape. I believe that I spelled or pronounced those correctly. Take it away. Uh, yeah, I, honestly, I think this is the fight that could potentially be the fight of the night. Um, you got two guys are very explosive. They're very good strikers, have a lot of power. Um, it's just, I like Cape too because I've been following Cape since he fought in uh, Ryzen, uh, which he did really well over there. And uh, especially now, he's having a, a winning streak, which he's looking pretty good. Um, you know, but very explosive. But so is Rodrigo too. Um, yeah, it's a tie. It's like, uh, it's, I think it really, it's really, really even with this match. But I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Rodrigo on this one. I'm going to go with. Second round knockout for Rodrigo. I thought we were doing all around. I, yeah. I messed up, man. I think this is does this work easier for you guys since there's one person? I, I think I think the other format is better. Yeah, okay. I like that too. Okay. The audience. My bad. Cool. I'm used to the other format where where it's like <laughs> no worries, that, no worries. Right. Well, yeah. we still got two of Alex's picks in, so we can just skip those when we come back around. Um, so we can go with uh Richard on the first fight of the night then. Or oh, sorry, okay. yeah. Jack, okay. My bad. <laughs> no worries. Um, with Jack, I mean, I know he's 11 and 2. I believe he's making his debut. Um, the crazy thing about him, he has nine KOs. And no, it's the second started... fight in the UFC. Oh, we're starting a second fight? No, it's the second fight in the UFC. It's not his debut. He's fought already in the UFC already. Oh, my bad, my bad. You're right. Um, I messed up. Anyways, uh, I know his amateur was 2-0, and and then he became a pro. He lost his first two fights, and after that, he went on a hot streak of knocking out most of his opponents, nine out of those by KO, 11 wins. He's going to play Ramazan, who's, what, 20 and five. He's a lot of experience. He's a former N1 global champion. I mean, he's been around, but I know he's coming off a loss, but I'm going to give it up to this guy. Everyone's saying he's like the future of the, of the UFC right now, that a lot of hype on him. So I'm going to go with Jack by KO. What round? Uh, I know. I'll, I'll go second round. Cool. All right. Uh, Ivan, Jack, uh, Meta de, de la Mama versus. <laughs> <laughs> I can't say that name. It doesn't make any sense. If you want to hear what you just said right now, that is so bad right now. I have, uh, to, I have to be looking at his name. Okay. I'm sorry. Come down. I'm sorry. Jack <laughs> Bella Mama. Like, what? <laughs> I'm, I'm full of Brendan Chop right now. Oh, damn. <laughs> that was just the right. classic. I love it. See, you know your Spanish. You do know your Spanish. <laughs> I Jack knew it. Madalena versus Ramazan. <laughs> no. Go for it. <laughs> I'm not familiar with Jack. <laughs> 
<laughs> but I am familiar with Ramazan for sure. <laughs> I and he like you know how Alex and you know Richard mentioned, you know, the, this guy is a freak. Stop making concentration. But I, you know, <laughs> yes, I, I'm gonna go with Ramza. I, I feel this might go by decision by decision. Uh because it seems like you know, looking at the comments here as well. I mean, by seeing uh Cage, you know, them from, from Cage Mice Q. Jack has his vicious jab, is going to get it done in the first. So, I mean, and then he knocked out Rodriguez in his debut. So, which I did not recall that. So, I need to see that, go back and see that. Um, I'm not familiar. Like I said, I'm not familiar with Jack, but I will take Robinson for sure. Gotcha. Cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, now it is my turn. Coach, I need to cheat sheet from you for a second here. Can I ask okay. you? You know a little bit about Jack, right? Like, is he. I do. You're familiar I do, with? actually. Okay. Is his pre MMA background pure boxing? That it looks that way. Uh, I don't know that much about him, uh, like who he okay. trains with or where he trains with. Uh, but I will say he is—he's the best boxer that I've seen in MMA. I, I was going to say something to the fact that if he was a pre-boxer before MMA, that he is probably the current one of the best. I mean, besides Calvin Cater, like the best pure boxer that transitioned to MMA that I've seen yeah. recently. I, I think he's better than Cater. I think a lot of people don't think Cater is as good as he thinks he is. Uh, <laughs> and I love I love Cater, but like, yeah, I feel you on that. So starting my clock right now. Um, Dylan Madalena coming off of that first round KO over uh, Pete Rodriguez in only a second fight, and his third fight currently now being setting off the pay per view. He's going to be coming into this with a lot of of just blistering confidence. Um, his first two losses ever were finishes that were six years ago in his first two fights. And um, Ramazan's record is good, but it's not his last four fights. He's two and two. So for that reason, I have to pick Jack by KO round one. I think he's going to come in and bring it. I think Ooh. he's clever and tactical and very patient with his with his hands. Um, and that's the only way I see him winning this fight. I don't think he can get it to a decision if he goes past first first round KO for Jack on that one. Nice. Very, very nice. And then we uh, we heard from Alex on the first and second, so you're out of this round, and that's my bad. I have to learn how to run my own show. <laughs> no, we have to hear the coach now on this one. Yeah, and we definitely have to hear coach. The coach is exempt from the timer, so hit us. Please don't <laughs> for real well. Cool. So um, <laughs> as we, as I've already said, Jack Della, Della Madalena, uh, <laughs> phenomenal hands, uh, great head movement, good footwork. The question is, can he sprawl? How good is his wrestling defense? Um, Ramazan is Russian. He's a wrestler, right? Yeah, he's he's Russian. (laughs) Do we need to say more? But his style is very lay and pray. He is right up there with Dominic Cruz as far as decisions. just wins by decision, lays well, on let, people. Let's say, to be fair, his finishing rate is half and his decision rate is half. Of 20 wins, he's 10 finishes, 10 decisions. So, Is that current? That is as up-to-date as this fight is. So what I mean is... All the UFC fights are by decision, I think. And that's true. The, the second half. So when you're knocking yeah. out, you know, when you're knocking out, give me cans. Yeah. And, I, I you know, when you're, how do you say, how do, does anyone know how to say can? Tomato can in Russian. Oh, oh uh, yeah, Fedor. Oh, 
Um, you pick out a bunch of small Japanese guys in the beginning of MMA. I think. That's where he's not a UFC champion. So, <laughs> so uh, what this comes down to is, uh, can Jack defend the wrestling? Um, I think Jack is probably going to lose the first round. Uh, I think he's going to get wrestle fucked. If you excuse my French, um, that's a professional term, sir. It is. It is an industry term. Um, but I do think that he is eventually going to land the shot. And is that going to happen in the second round or third round? I'm, I'm not sure I'm going to say second round. So, uh, Jack KO round two. Round two. Beautiful. Hmm. Cool. So then we will go back to Richard, but we'll be starting on the women's straw weight title. No, wait, no. no, no, no. Oh, sorry, the Rogerio. Yeah, the next fight, the flyweight fight. Got it. Uh, the Rogerio Bontorin versus Manel Cape fight. And go for it. Um, For Rogerio, I mean, just to base some facts real quick, you know, he's, he came in the UFC 2-0, and then his last four fights he's been struggling. I mean, out of those four fights, he has three losses, one by no contest. And the guy he's losing to isn't slouches. I mean, he lost to Kai Kari France, who we know is in the rise. Mm-hmm. He lost to Ray Borg, who was a former uh, title contender, title challenger. Mm-hmm. Brandon Royval is a tough guy also. Who is, like, uh, on the verge of a title shot, right? Like, isn't he, like, right? yeah. he's, like I mean, isn't he for sure getting figure eight on X, I think? Or he's pretty close? I think he is. I think yeah. France is right there. Yeah. Both so of he's, them. Not losing, he's not losing to guys that, you know, are slouches. But then you come into one of those fights. He did win. He defeated Matt Schnell. And Matt Schnell's another guy we talked about recently. But was overturned. He de- tested positive for bad substance. So really? I don't know if that derails. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't know Schnell that. In May 15th. Yeah, he tested positive for uh, – I can't pronounce that one. But, yeah, he tested positive so for something. Schnell tested positive or – No, uh, Rogerio. Rogerio. Yeah. He okay. tested positive in one of his last fights. And I, I don't see- know if that's going to – PEDs. Yeah, hydro. <laughs> that's a tough one. Yeah, that's uh, hydro. Chloro Oh, so it wasn't even a PED. It was a painkiller. All right. Yeah. Even then, I say hydro I can't even say either. Hey, I would totally fail the spelling bee contest right now if they asked me to spell this shit. Right now. <laughs> Hydro what? <laughs> uh, somebody ask Alexa or, or Siri. Can you use it in a sentence? By saying that, maybe that was going to deter him and maybe... It's coming out. He has those three losses. So by saying that, I think Manel's coming up two wins, and by knockout, by flying KO, defeating I can't pronounce the guy's either name by Osborne and last fight with KO. Pretty much, I'm gonna give it to Manel. I'm gonna give it to him by knockout. 17 wins, 11 by KO. So I'll make it easy, Manel by knockout. Which round? Uh, I'll say I was looking. I'll probably say second round. Cool. I'll pick another second. Awesome. Ivan, same fight. Yes, sir. So, but there is an answer. The move down has affected. Uh, okay, yeah, yes. Agreed. 
agree with that. I, you know, I'm, I'm gonna go cape. I, I, Richard didn't mention the last fight in December that he had. Yes, that match was fantastic. I, I, that fight, excuse me, it was fantastic. So I, you know, cape, you know, well, you know how, excuse me, how Richard already explained already is, you know, his record and. I mean, the guy is incredible, and I mean, you know, Roguero, uh, it's a tough, I don't know, this is a, for me, it's a tough one, but I am going to have to go with Cape, and I will have to go by second round TKO. Cool. All right, so there is a team that I rarely like to pick against, and that team is AKA Thailand. That is headed by Mike Swick and a few other contingents down there. Um, Manel Cape is athletic and explosive and he comes out literally flying across the ring trying to just rip your head off of whatever of the eight limbs he has i think he's going to do that again ko round one for cape um he's just he's just talented and explosive and has killer instinct um and uh i love his style and he trains obviously when you move to thailand to train in kickboxing like that is a serious commitment to be uh, to the sport so yes, man, I'll keep around one. That is for me. Nice. <laughs> nice. Um, I think it's pronounced cop, but yes, Manel cop. That is correct. Manel cop. Yeah. Whatever. So yeah, right. Um, you guys ready to argue? I'm ready. I, I do not like the male flyweight weight class. <laughs> don't like it i think the roster it's as it is or the, the weight class in general the weight class as it stands i think they should fix they should deal with the weight cutting issue because all these guys are fight are when they when they on fight day they're above 150 so fix the weight cutting eliminate the midget class <clears throat> and start bumping people up and add in more weight classes 165 195 uh 215 235 so then everyone adjusts up and then we don't have the flyweights um which i like do i care i do not care i don't care who wins here um so cool no, so you're, not gonna argue with me about, you're not going to argue with me about that. <laughs> this is the argument. What's going on, Mike De Niro? No one's going to say, but they're so fast and there's so much excitement and they're so technical. I, I'm entertained by all fights, um, but I know what you're saying about the weight class being um, uh, it's derivative of what's healthy or good for the fighter. And the weight cut, obviously, we want to kind of limit, eliminate that as much as possible, which it's not happening. So the weight class currently does exist. Yeah. Um, so as long as it does exist and people are head kicking each other, I'm going to watch it. So <laughs> there you go. Um, so I'm going to pick uh Manel cop. Um, Hygerio, a lot of losses. Uh, cop is a slow starter, but he has the power and Ruggiero takes things to decision and whatever. I'm going to go with cop. Um, I don't know. Round two, knockout. And that's what Dan said. Well, you just mentioned, Coach. He's like, yeah, he will start slow, but now he's picking up more aggressive as of late. Mm. So that's what, yeah. Okay. All right. Cool. All right. And now we've circled back to Alex for the first ladies' fight of the night. 
We have two former champs, and if you want the Wi-Fi password, just say these two women's names together. We got nice. one. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <clears throat> this is um, very likely another title eliminator. I mean, I don't think these women have not fought for a title outside of fighting each other in a non-title fight or other champions in the division in years. So, um, Yuan has been looking like uh, a bridesmaid lately, and Wiley <laughs> Zhang's taken most of her losses ever in the last two fights, I think, three fights. So, Alex, talk about how you think this fight's going to go down. Uh, so, they both <laughs> exactly. have came down with losses already. I mean, Wiley fought Rose. Uh, so was Joanna. No, she didn't actually. She got obliterated. I'm kidding. <laughs> you fought her twice, so. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, it just honestly, I mean, when you take a long when you take breaks, take a long layoff, sometimes it can be ben, uh, beneficial for some people. Um, it just depends how mentally how they are, um, you know, especially how they're going, especially coming from those losses, seeing, you know, how they're going to come back with this fight. I mean, it's. It could go either way. I mean, I could see uh, Whaley winning, but I also could see Joanna winning. It's it just depends how how they show up on on fight night. Um, I'm gonna go with eh, I'm gonna go with Joanna on this one. I think she gets it done, uh, even though she did take a long layoff. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with Joanna on this one. I'll go for a decision. Richard, same fight. Um, these women, you know, have something both in common. Uh, both were, you know, former champions and both got sent packing by Rose Namajunas not once but twice. Nice. Um, other than that, um, you know, we know about Joanna. Um, some fights maybe she hasn't come back the same. I know she lost those two fights to Rose, and he beat she defeated Tisha Torres, and she lost to Valentina, and she defeated Michelle Waterson. And Tisha and Michelle are really good fighters, but those are fighters that kind of linger around the division. You know, sad to say, they're at the point where, like, you want to make a name for yourself, beat one of those women. And they might come close to contention, but they're never really there. So I don't know how, like, I can't really say much of those two fights. Like, yeah, she shouldn't be facing those women. She should be at a championship level, which she is, by facing Whaley Zhang. Whaley, you know, coming off those two losses to Rose, and she's looking to get her belt back. And I really think that Whaley is going to win. I think it's going to be by possibly unanimous decision. I think Whaley's going to take it. And... That's pretty much it. I just think maybe Joanna was at a point where she was in this damn hype train, and that hype train broke out of the damn uh, tracks and strapped on some jetpacks and went to the freaking moon. And to the moon! Exactly. <laughs> I love it, you know? She did the face. The stare-downs are amazing, but now she's facing tougher competition, and she went versus Valentina, going for the vacant, you know, flyweight champion. She couldn't do it, and then no shame. I mean, Valentina is a monster. But now, Whaley, I just think watching some of her, uh, the recent, what's it called, the embedded, she looks more focused, and I think Whaley's going to take my decision. Cool, cool. <clears throat> Ivan, bro. Man, it's been two years since these ladies have ever met in an octagon. Two years, especially that. Yeah, that was, long. you know, I mean, two years is, I don't, it doesn't feel long, right? <laughs> I'm with you, Chris. It doesn't yeah. feel long. Two years. Not <laughs> long. Literally fight of the year and very easily, in my opinion. Of course, we did have a whole time warp with the scamdemic happening. and Yeah. 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 That's a very, very intriguing. And, you know, 
and then with this fight, I, I mean, this is Sang's last opportunity to be in the top rankings. And she can't afford to lose in this fight. If she does, then that puts Joanne back into the into the rankings, which she's not mm -hmm. as as long. I noticed so, Joanna doesn't have a number next to her name. Is no, she not in the she's not in the rankings at all. Is it, is it because of the layoff? Yeah, the layoff. That is correct. Yeah. That is crazy talk. Yes. So that's why she's not in the rankings, and this could affect Zhang if she loses this fight. So this is an important uh, an important for her. If she lose if she loses, then you will see Joanna in the in the rankings, obviously. That's ridiculous. In the division. Uh, this is a tough one to call, man. Uh, I do love do love both ladies, but yes, it has been a while for Joanna. I have not seen her in the last two years, of course. She looks very motivated. She does look like, uh, you know, something different, of course, more of a female, you know, more of a model type of girl. But uh, I'm gonna have to go with I'm gonna go with, I'm gonna go with Zhang by decision on this one. Oh, cool. Whew. Man, throughout this entire conversation, I've not been able to pick a fighter. Um, it, Joanna gets inside of her own head a lot of times. She is the boogie woman, and she does believe that, and confidence is key. But I think that she thinks that she is a lot more unstoppable than she has been. In her past five fights, she's lost like three of them. Um, four, she's lost four out of her last five, six fights, five fights. One, two, three. Yeah, that is a crazy number to think about how good she actually is. And I think if she keeps her head level and doesn't believe in her fear tactics to get her through the fight, her actual tactics, she could take the decision on this. Uh, I don't have a favorite fighter to win. I like them both. Um, so I would love to see Yuana win this fight. I would love to see a rematch of her versus Cookie Monster because that's one of my favorite tales of all time. Mm -hmm. And I want history to repeat itself. And for that reason, I'm picking Yoanna and Jacek by decision. Uh, just very brief. I mean, I don't see her in the rankings. I'm, I refreshed it and I did not see her. Page, is it on the UFC page? Was it like added like 10 minutes ago? <laughs> I refreshed it right now too and it's still nothing. If it's like the, you know, Sherdog rankings and Tapology rankings, yeah, I, I take those into consideration. Those are pretty legit. If it's UFC, then they just lag. What is Joke going on? Oh. Cool. And then uh, the man who's going to correct us all, Coach, what you got on this one? Um, Weili, Zhang Weili is going to win by decision. Yes. Uh, it's not. Right. Um, the last time they met, it was a work. It was pretty one dimensional. But Weili, uh, her grappling has gotten significantly better and she puts it together with her striking she gave rose a problem rose <clears throat> namayunas um and when rose was talking about carla uh you know which let's not bring that oh up. no no let's not bring that up no <laughs> no, no, no that's horrible <laughs> but it was a defend because it was doing was wrestling where wei li was striking and wrestling and that's much harder to deal with because the, the the proper defense for striking leaves you open for wrestling and the proper wrestling wrestling defense leaves you open for striking so uh, i just don't think uh i just don't see joanna i don't see her being able to deal with the wrestling i don't think i think last time we saw that wei lee is a better striker than joanna uh all the time off her head's a mess. I doubt. I would. I would be. I would go as far as to say, she loses this fight, 
and then is no longer relevant. Mm. <clears throat> so Wei Li by decision. Got it. Oh, cool. Whoa. First title fight of the night. Valentina, the bullet Shevchenko versus Talia, probably doesn't have a nickname, Santos. <laughs> um, she, yeah. Don't, don't speak know. Portuguese anyway, so. No, oh, obrigado. Um, yeah, <laughs> would be a nickname for her, but she's. In, in, fun fact in Brazilian culture, your nickname is given to you as a prank. So you don't get to pick a nickname down there. They will find something to make fun of you, and that is now your name. Mm, That's why um, Cigano, Junior Dos Santos, that means the genie. He used to have a ponytail, look like a genie. Um, Nepal, Gabriel Gonzaga, means big nose. Yep. Masaranduba means tree, um, means like a, yep. it's a wood. Um, Kusumar Polaris, his nickname was, um, uh, I forget, is it Tequino? No, was it? Yeah, it means tree stump. So, like, yeah. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Another guy, and, uh, uh, what's his name? Carlos Jr. with the Oscar de Zapato. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Two Face, yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I remember Shoe Face. I love Shoe Face. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's a funny story. She'll probably get a nickname eventually. But until then, we're going to talk about her first title fight in the UFC, Alex. Go for it. Yeah, um, yeah, she's four and one in the UFC, coming with four wins, uh, winning streak. Um, she has really good striking, uh, pretty decent uh, ground game, but unfortunately, I just don't think it's going to be enough uh, to beat Valentina. Um, so I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with decision on this one. I'm going to go with decision on Valentina. I think she wow. retains her title. And Richard. Uh, I think most are going to pick the same. I probably pick Valentina as well. Uh, Santos is what on a four-fight win streak. She does go by decision. I mean, ten of her nineteen wins are by decision. But I don't think Valentina will let it go to pass the second, third, third round, or especially her last two fights. What knocking out uh, Lauren Murphy by fourth round, and then Jessica Andrade by second. Um, I just don't see anybody defeating her right now, and I don't see Santos doing it. So I'm going to pick Valentina. Um, I say it's knockout, maybe third round. Like knockout, knockout, like Jessica I style, like out cold. <laughs> yeah, probably no, just a TK. Yeah, I mean that could go I too, mean, but it's probably like a TKO. Okay. Like I see, I can see the referee just stopping it. Got it. Ivan. Oh, what can we say about this division? <laughs> really, like this division has it's an unfortunate. It's sad because it's like she fought almost everybody. She hasn't fought, you know, Santos, which I'm intrigued to see. I know Santos had a you know, performance of the night back in November, uh, which I kind of, kind of looked at earlier today. And, yeah, she, you know, impresses me. Yes, she is. She's very tough. She's uh, very impress- impressive. But can she take Valentina to the limit? I it's a, I don't really think so. I, I It's a as much as I would like to change the game and say choose Santos for it, but I, you know, I'm gonna have to go with Valentina on this one. And I think Valentina will either I, I don't know. I, I would say third round TKO. Cool. Yeah, there's not a fighter inside the top five that is Valentina probably already hasn't fought and beat. Um, Alexa Grasso's at number five. They've never fought, but. Valentina's beating people outside of five, and it's everything's gonna be a rematch after this, unless they give Grosso top five um, a title shot, which I mean would be cool to see Grosso get a title fight, but not at that ranking. 
Um, a lot of champions, you can say, oh, if anyone is going to beat this champion, it's going to be this guy. It's going to be this girl. Oh, this is the perfect fighter to take on that belt. Valentina does not have anybody in the division to have that be said about. This is going to be not a fun night for Talia. Uh, Valentina never strays from the game plan. She never gets cocky. She never gets arrogant. She's never like, oh, let me beat her at her own game plan. She just goes in, laser-guided missiles, sticks to the game plan every single time, and she is going to get a TKO in round number two. Um, and then I think that she just needs to retire and just go home. I don't know what else is left for her. I don't think <laughs> She doesn't want to move up again. Um, I mean, that would be cool. She could do it. I would love to see her in Pena. Um, she already beat her in a beautiful armbar. Go watch that fight. No one saw that coming. Um, no one saw her winning in by that fashion. So it is possible. There you go, director. Look, has a commenter for you. I will say I would be intrigued if she were to fight Theo Rocks. And I'm sure I said that wrong because I was reading it live on the air. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Manon Fiorot is number six right now. Um, she's already beaten everybody in the top three, and if she beats Santos, that's number four. Um, that I don't know. All right, say that again. Is Fiorot, uh, is that the French girl, the big French girl? Uh, is that the one with the, the whore tattoos? No, that's a that's oh. not the girl with the French tattoo. That is a uh, blonde woman. Who is French. nine and one and uh yeah i mean i'm trying to find that information if you already have it perfect. okay no i don't i don't but uh yeah she's fighting she, uh jennifer maya in, or she just fought jennifer maya um and she won that fight so jennifer maya is a, is a beast so it's possible she could get a title shot at that ranking if uh no matter who wins but look at this comment here yeah um I would, I would, that would be all that's left for her. She's definitely not going down in weight for sure. So that would be the next logical step. All cool. right. And uh, up to coach. Yeah. Okay. So uh, Menon Fiorot, I can't even say her name. Yeah. She's the big French girl. Um, she beat up my friend Tabitha Ricci because Ricci is a straw weight and she took her chance to get into the ufc so she fought up a weight class um yeah even even that matchup uh fiora fiero fiora i don't even know how to say her name but she's she's not she's not ready for the bullet um shevchenko in my opinion is the pound for pound best martial artist in the ufc that's including the men yeah i think I she mixes her talents uh she mixes the ranges she mixes the styles better than anybody uh the thing just that's really interesting to think about is the male flyweight champions giving her a challenge and it's like that right i want those fights, you, could man. Think, you, you could think of uh figgy and brandon moreno uh kai Kara france those guys could give her a challenge but again after the rehydration after the 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 actual weight of the the fight the, those men 
are 150, 155 pounds, where Valentina is closer to 130, 132. Um, so actually finding men small enough to, to challenge her is, is not realistic. And we don't do, uh, we don't do mixed gendered fights. So it's just a, it's just a fantasy. Anyway, uh, Shevchenko is going to win. Uh, how quickly and how easily that's, that's the question. And is it going to be a spin kick to the liver? Is it going a head kick. Uh, I think it is going to be a legit knockout. I think uh, Santos has power, but she is wide and sloppy. Um, she's very strong, but she's not. She's not technical. Um, her ground game, meh. Decent jujitsu, bad wrestling. So, ah, I'll just pick it. Uh, round three, KO, head kick, the bullet. Ooh, 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 ooh. Uh -huh. very, the coach special. Ah! Very, very specific. <laughs> I like head kicks. Cool. Now we are on to the main event of the night: Glover Teixeira versus Yuri Prokachka. There was another fighter um, with the name Prokach. I, I forget who that was. Ivan, something like that. Anyways, um, Yuri Prokachka. <laughs> Yeah, that's the one I missed up, number. <laughs> yeah, no, no worries. I, I love yeah. this fight. It's straight out of a video game. Alex, take yeah. it away, man. <sighs> this is going to be a good, really good fight. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Jerry, I mean, I've been following him since he when he won his title on Ryzen and when he was yeah. destroying everyone. And when he came to UFC, same prediction, he was in destroying everyone that he fought in UFC. Um, and he's doing that so far. Um if he could keep it on the feet, um, which I mean is takedown defense, because we know Glover's probably gonna go for the takedown. He's gonna go for a takedown, try to take him to the ground, and try to submit him. Uh, if he keeps it on the feet, I think he knocks out Glover. Um, but if he could keep it on the feet, let's see. Yeah, just I'm gonna go Glover on this one. Uh, Ooh. I think he gets him to the ground and uh, submits him, and I'm going to go round three. Oh. Submission. Cool, cool. Richard, main event. Um, there's nothing. I mean, I could just go over and over uh, how great Glover is. I mean, I really became more of a fan of him recently. When I fought Jones, I wasn't really much of a fan. But it's hard not to like a guy heading, you know, in his 40s. I mean, how the way he defeated Anthony Smith and Thiago Santos is battering. Oh, him Santos, up the man. Santos, I mean, man. I Call me twisted. I mean, yeah, watch that. I mean, call me twisted seeing a man beat up someone like that gave me a warm feeling in my heart. Uh, but <laughs> other than that, that was just awesome. <laughs> it gave me a warm feeling. And, uh, this explains why we're friends. <laughs> 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 Other than that, um, you know, he's pretty much giving father time the middle finger and he's heading, heading at that goat status. He's 42. I mean, I would like to see him tie the record, break the record, but that's three years away. The oldest champion in UFC we know is Randy Couture at 45. And I'm thinking the oldest combat fighter would be 51 is Bernard Hopkins. But I don't know. He's doing something right. I mean, he might be taking off a chapter of Hopkins' playbook and calling himself an alien. 
because I remember him saying that, how are you doing this at this age? I'm an alien. You can't explain it. So he might, Glover might be this Brazilian alien, but he's doing something right. But Jerry is just his wall. I mean, Jerry, 25 out of his 28 wins are by KO, which is fucking insane. Um, just see, I, I don't even want to cuss in his pocket, but, but just reading it, I'm just seeing KO, 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 KO. Oh, one like decision back to chaos. CVMA, man. We, we cuss what the fuck we want. Then like, of his 12 fight, last fights are all KOs. With, like one decision. It's insane. Wow. It's yeah. insane. So I could see him, him knocking them out really early. I mean, all of them are like first, second rounds. But like Alex said, Glover takes to the ground and holds him down and wrestle. And the way uh, Rage says Russell fucks him, he might beat him. But those, I, oh, man, that's just a tough one. And it's his third fight in the UFC, and it's a title shot. It, yeah, which is crazy. It's crazy. But it deserves it. Um, I'm going to say, shit, this sucks. <laughs> I'm going to say Glover by decision. I'm probably, I would probably switch it. But, yeah, Glover by decision. Oh. Like, it's so hard. God, I want to say Jerry by knockout in the second round. But, oh, yeah, let's just go with that for now. Uh, oh. Cool. Ivan, main event. Jesus, man, because this – could Glover's luck run out? Could this be the end of, the, of his era and retire? Could this be it already? Hang the gloves. No, I don't think so, damn it. <laughs> it should not be it. I believe in you, Glover, as much as I'm <laughs> being realistic here. And Jerry, I mean, just look at his credentials. And one thing that in the comments, they brought up a good point. You know, watching Jerry's uh, old fights that he had before, one factor could be his, you know, his um, his quickness, his agile. Is he? Will he get tired? Because I mean, will he be that one individual to try to finish it off very quick? We've seen he has in the first, with well, one or second rounds, all you know, on his fight, most of his fights. Glover, on the other hand, you know, has gone the distance. Uh, oh, man, this is, this is a tough one to call. So, oh, I believe in you, Glover, just like nobody believed in me when I chose. <laughs> oh man, on the last fight, so I'm gonna go with Glover, damn it, and yeah. I think Glover, Glover, damn it, by decision, and I hope Ooh. he gets luck, man. Nice. I hope he does. I hope oh, he does. It's tough. That's tough. It's tough. It's tough. This is absolutely super tough. Um, one thing about Glover, and you never want the terms resilient and tough to be your attributes, because that means yeah. that you are put in positions with which you have to face adversity. But when he faces that adversity, Glover shines. Um, all of his fights leading up to his win over Jan Blakovich were not easy fights. Um, Great. He, had a lot of, he was getting rocked in a lot of those. He was A lot of those were comebacks where he had to just like, I don't want to say Hail Mary a takedown, but he definitely had to rely on uh, his wrestling into his jiu-jitsu to get past the striking. I think if he can do that um, and survive – eating wood chipper shots on the way in, then he can get him down. And once he touches him with a clinch, this fight is over, um, which is why I'm picking Glover by submission round two. Ooh, I like that. I like that. Drop the mic. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> and let's hear it from the man with the plan. There we go. So Yuri Prohaska is strong, athletic, fast, unorthodox in his movement. Uh, he is a problem. Uh, Yuri is the future of the 205 of the light heavyweight division. 
just not yet. Not mm. yet. The hole that he has in his game is on the ground. Um, he's also making he's also making some mistakes uh, in his training. Um, shadow boxing, throwing European hooks. Uh, eh, okay, dude. Making some mistakes <laughs> physically, uh, SNC mistakes. Um, but his mentality, his mental conditioning, and his natural talent, uh, top tier, top of the food chain. Um, but this is, uh, this is how I see it going. Uh, Glover loses round one. Uh, Yuri outstrikes him, outlands him. Uh, Glover might even get rocked in round one. Uh, par for the course, right? Like that's that's how it goes. That's every lover fight uh, I've ever seen. <laughs> right? Exactly. Right. So even, I, even, I, even if you go back to the Ryan Bader fight, his back was against the cage. He was getting pieced up yeah. before he threw that right hand. Yep. Then, Coach, could uh, that be the reason? Because he's been training with Sahulu. I would love to see those training. I would love to see that training segment. Those. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's that's not the errors that I was. Uh, I think uh, it's good that he's been training with Cejudo. Uh, Cejudo's a good, uh, a decent coach, um, but uh, that's to, to work on his wrestling defense. But that's not enough. That's not enough. Um, so round two, Glover is going to get Yuri. So he's back against uh, the cage. He's going to snatch single. Uh, Glover, the way he does the snatch single is. Oh, so I told the story in the beginning of the podcast that we have this indirect connection through the, the underground where we both started our fight careers. Uh, we also have the Black House connection. Uh, Glover is uh, part of Team Black House. And uh, so I, I actually know Glover. I've, I've, my fighters have, have sparred with him. We've, we've shared the training room. Um, Glover's single leg is like a magic trick it's just <laughs> and then you're on your ass and it's just like what the fuck just happened here so uh round two glover's gonna get that snatch single uh he's gonna get top position probably from the snatch single is gonna end up in uh half guard pass the half guard come to full mount do some damage and with the head and arm choke so Glover by submission round two. Love is head on show. And I suspect when I suspect when Glover Glover either retires on top or when he loses, he's gonna be the betting favorite. But, trying to just bring up the rankings for that division. I mean it's him. But God, father Yuri, time Yuri is ranked Father Time beats everyone. That's crazy. There's two undefeated fighters. There's Mother Nature and there's Father Time. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Black, Black Witch is number one. Jerry, two. Alec, Alexander Rakic. Um, Magomed Alcalevet at four. Anthony Smith at five. Tiago at six. Yeah, Dominic you know, Reyes at seven. It's like, it's like the Valentina effect. Glover, besides yeah. Jerry, has beaten most of the people in that division already at some point. I mean... I feel I think Paul Craig should be ranked higher, honestly, at this point. But he is only fighting guys like Jamal Hill, who are ranked higher than him. So you don't really move up the rankings if you're fighting guys that are, you know, at a higher number. 
Um, and I think that's just incidental for Paul Craig, who I think is definitely worth being on a main pay-per-view card eventually. So, See, the winner of this fight will face the winner of Magomed and Anthony Smith because uh, Dana White already stated that. Right. Oh, yeah? Yeah. That's interesting. Okay. So, so rematch okay. actually. Um, if Anthony Smith wins that and Glover wins this, but yeah, I don't, th- I don't think, I, I don't think Anthony Smith will win that. Yeah, I feel you on that. Cool. Yeah, it's, and so, question is, which one will steal the show? Will fight? Oh, fuck! What fight or what fighter? Because those are two different things. Oh, uh, what I would say, what fight? Let's say and where where are they don't do they don't do KOs and submissions of the nights anymore. It's just performances and fights, right? Yeah, performances of the nights and because uh, technically KOs of the night is sort of yeah. illegal. That's the whole Seth Petrozelli bullshit with Elite XC. Um, oh really? <laughs> I didn't know that. Well, because you're you're paying an incentive to not go for takedowns, essentially, is what it was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we fought Kimbo. Yeah. So it's basically rigging the fight in well, a way. It's, I it's mean, kind of a gray area. Fight like a fucking be- man. There's your incentive. <laughs> 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 One thing I want to implement, okay, so you know when there's no activity during in a ground scramble and they're just laying and praying or sitting in guard? Yeah. And yeah. The crowd chants stand them up and the ref stands them up. They need to, and they should have done this in the Rose, um, Carla, as far as the fight. If there is no activity on the feet, lay them down. Huh. <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> why does like it you're doing it? Like a timeout, man, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, flip a coin. Do, do whatever it is they do in collegiate wrestling where they decide who gets mounted and who gets... Right, right, right. Yeah. That, like, makes, uh, that makes sense. Why, why like is there activity on the ground? The, you stand above. There's no activity on the feet. Lay them down. The best... My screen just went blank. Uh, the best rule set that I ever fought under was if you don't win, you lose. Yeah. So I you like could that. have two losers. Yeah. That doesn't um, work too well in America, but it, man, it taught who, me how to fight. Was there, was Pride was doing that for a while under the, was that Bushido rules where like if there's no finish, it's a draw or something like that? Yeah. That was like, that was yep. like yeah. the first year Pride rules. Yeah. Yeah. Which, yeah. I mean, I, I like it too, like if that. there's no submission to draw. They do that too. So we talk about Paulo Paulo Filio? Is that yeah? Bring up Paulo Filio? Fialo? Yeah. Is he saying what that's Andre one word, Fialo. Fialo. What is he saying uh Fialo's gonna be impressive? Yeah, against Jake Matthews. Oh, we're talking about okay, yeah. Okay, so we're picking from the entire card. Got it. Yeah. No, we're not. Um, Let's just pick from yeah, the what's the main card. The main yeah. card. I think fight of the night is going to obviously go to Zhang Wiley and Joanna Zhenjacek. I think fighter of the night is – I'm throwing it up between um, Manel Cape or Cop and or Jack Della Maddalena. It's one of those two fighters are taking – they might both be taking home a bonus for sure. Okay. But fight of the night, no matter what, is absolutely going to be the, the women's um, – first women's fight. Yeah. I'm gonna have to go with you on that too. I'm gonna have to go with that. I think this will probably to the show. I think that I think that fight is gonna be boring. I think uh, <laughs> a, I do. I think I think it's gonna be 25 minutes of Whaley taking Joanna down, doing some relatively ineffective ground and pound for for five rounds. Uh, 
Joanna's going to get beat up, but I don't think it's going to be very exciting to watch. Um, mm. I hope I'm wrong. I'm hope yeah. I hope I'm wrong. You know, yeah, I think, you know, fighters like this have the talent and the skill to be exciting, but exciting doesn't win. And right. we saw the damage they both took in their first fight, and so Whaley right. might just like, she might be yeah. expecting Joanna to expect that same stand-up exactly. war, the exact opposite. Mm -hmm. Plus, she's got the Segudo factor because you know that totally paid off in her first fight with Rose. Exactly. Mm. I think um, I'm going to be optimistic and think that uh, Valentina does the performance of the night. Uh, and then I think uh, I she's yeah. won it every time she's ever fought ever. Well, there was one where she was right off of surgery. She won the fight, but it, it wasn't her best performance. But uh, yeah, she's she's phenomenal. And then I'm gonna I'm gonna hope that uh, Jack Della Maddalena uh, impresses everybody with uh, an amazing knockout. God, look at that nose! Is he is taking shots? I just realized that he's got a is. He's got that yeah, you don't, you don't think he, he's boxed? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, there's two things you don't mess with when you see someone on the streets. It's cauliflower ears and a nose that points west when they're walking east. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alex, Richard, what about you guys? I'm pretty, I feel like I'm, we're all in the same boat. Yeah, I'll just pick the Valentina fight for sure versus Santos. Oh, yeah, Alex? Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. Mm. All right. So let's say we're all we're all there oh, then. Oh. Uh, real quick. Uh oh. No. Oh, we got him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, boy. <laughs> <laughs> he put him on. Oh man, that's right. Well, there you go. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Right, we're not going to explain that. We're just going to let that hang there. We have a dress code here. You know okay. We have a dress code here uh, on the circle of debate. Okay, there you go. Well, go, go ahead. Go, go, go ahead, Coach. Chris, Coach, take it away. I, I, I Explain. We're done, man. Hey, Chris Coach has left the building. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in. And don't forget to subscribe to the Championship on the Line podcast on all their social media platforms and their audio platforms and on their YouTube channel because it provides you not only just pro wrestling, boxing, and MMA as well. And also, do not forget to subscribe. Every Friday. Every Friday. Every Friday. Every Friday. And don't forget to subscribe and to the coach as well. Awesome. And bonus. Miles yeah. <laughs> always roasts me. We're not going to go there, but no, Miles always roasts me. Tomorrow's his birthday. I want to give him a shout-out. Happy birthday, buddy. I won't see you. He's named after the ice planet. Miles is named after an ice planet. He roasts you. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Nice. Thank you. And also, I also want to thank, of course, be sure you subscribe and follow all over the social media. It's Coach Rage. The description is right below. You want to be an EYR division? Hit up this man. You want to be? If you want to be the baddest bitch as well for all females out there is watching this, contact this man. He will train you. He will show you how to be rage in that cage and bring some pain. That's for sure because he is a phenomenal coach, Coach Rage. Make sure you follow him. That's right. <laughs> and, and of course, make sure you to follow the director as well. 
you know, all you want to, you don't have to. I don't, I don't teach anything. I don't do anything cool. I just hang out. No, he is. You know, rock star. He is the rock star. He is the Bobby Heenan of MMA. So yes, there you go. <laughs> I, I, I think I like that. I I don't know that reference. I'm sorry. I have we'll to stick in we'll just stick with Rockstar. But yes, ladies and gentlemen, once again, we'll be back next week for the recap show to see who wins the Typology World Champion. Who wins that championship belt? Who takes it home? Can it be Richard's time? Can it finally be Richard's finally first title win? It's time. It's time. Yeah, Glover's getting pumping me up. He's motivating me. Oh, we're going to see again, Alex, for the sixth time, for God's sakes. It's what the world wants. It's what the crowd wants. No, nobody wants that, man. No, nobody he wants He lost that. the championship at a record six times. He, lo- he keeps on losing that belt. <laughs> You've lost like 30 <laughs> times. I don't know what you're talking about. He's a Rick. He's a Rick. You're number one. And, <laughs> well, there you go, gentlemen. So make sure subscribe to everybody's platforms and we'll catch you guys next week for the recap show and see who wins the tapology world title and i'm looking forward to seeing all these fights coming up so make sure you guys tune in so i'm gonna let the uh the host right here director close out the show let them know director what do we do here for the championship circle of man eyr mma podcast take titles and uh we'll take your follows too so sub there you go <laughs> <laughs> hey.